Welcome. You're listening to the Ultimate Questions Podcast with apologist John Topping. Bite-sized apologetics to discover the believability of Christianity. Hello, I'm John Topping, and you're listening to the Ultimate Questions Podcast. The last time we had this podcast, I said that we would begin it by looking at some of the historical aspects of Christianity. I thought it would be a fitting place to start by asking a common question that Christians get asked. Why bother putting your faith in some 2,000-year-old book written by a bunch of fishermen? Now, first off, the New Testament wasn't written by just fishermen. The authors include those working for the government, Jesus' brothers, and even a doctor. But I know that's not really the point. The point being made by this sort of question or challenge is that the New Testament isn't reliable. There's a popular meme that floats around social media uh, of a quote by David Cross, a comedian famous for his role on Arrested Development. Um, In the quote, Cross says, Back when the Bible was written, then edited, then rewritten, then re-rewritten, then re-edited, then translated from dead languages, then retranslated, then edited, then rewritten, then given to kings for them to make their favorite parts, then rewritten, then re-rewritten, then translated again, then given to the Pope for him to approve, then rewritten, and then edited, and then re-re-re-re-rewritten again, all based on stories that were told orally for 30 to 90 years after they happened to people who didn't know how to write. So, right? So, now this is comedy. Right? Like, I get that he's trying to make a joke. I get that. But at the heart of things like this lies real challenges and thoughts. He's not merely making a joke. As far as the actual argument goes, I think he's making a few points. Firstly, he's making the point that copying documents results in the document not being trustworthy anymore. Like the game of telephone, where the further down the line the transmission gets, uh, the message becomes more and more distorted. Secondly, he's saying that the Bible has been translated from dead languages. Oftentimes, when people say something like this, the real point that they're trying to make is that we don't have the original languages anymore. We only have translations of translations, which obviously makes the original document less reliable. Thirdly, he's claiming that the books we currently have in the Bible were approved by kings who took their favorite parts. Basically, that the text is incredibly biased because the people in power got to choose which books made the cut. Lastly, he's making the point that the content in the biblical documents come from oral traditions and that they were only stories, oral stories, for the first few decades, which gives the content a lot of time to become distorted. Sadly, I think this sort of attitude towards the reliability of the Bible is not just common, I think it's actually become the standard. I've heard this sort of thing so many times now that it really feels like this is the background assumption of people in our culture and everyone has just been fed this sort of argument against the Bible. I was in, I was at an interfaith dialogue recently and the atheist agnostic representative actually said uh, from the front of the room with a mic that we don't have the original languages of the Bible and that we just have a few Latin copies, but most of the copies that we have are just in English. That's just so factually wrong. He also said that the Council of Nicaea not only chose the New Testament books, but the Old Testament as well, which, again, is just so horribly mistaken. And again, this was someone at the front of the room representing atheism and agnosticism in an academic situation. So this kind of misinformation has become quite deeply seated in our culture now. 
So to start off with the first claim made, has the New Testament been copied so much that it's become untrustworthy? If you've spent any time in Christian apologetics, you've probably been shown this chart that shows a bunch of incredibly popular ancient documents like Homer's Iliad or Caesar's Gallic Wars or Tacitus's Annals, uh, stuff like that. So this is a podcast, so I can't exactly show you the chart, but basically it shows the date that all these works were written, then it shows the date of the earliest manuscripts or copies that we have available. Then it shows the gap of time in between when it was written and the earliest copies that we have. Uh, for most of the ancient documents, we get gaps like 400 to 1000 years in between when it was written and the earliest copies that we have. However, for the New Testament, the gap is only about 40 years. In other words, other documents that we consider to be highly reliable have 10 times the time gap between when they were written and the copies that we have available, compared to the New Testament. So the New Testament, by this standard, is not only better than literally every other historical document, but it's multiple times better. The copies we have of the New Testament are so incredibly soon after the documents were written that it actually becomes possible that some of these manuscripts we have could actually have been copied from the original documents, also referred to as the autographs. That absolutely blew my mind when I first thought of that. No ancient document still has the autograph. The odds of, the, of that single document that was originally written actually surviving thousands of years is just too, too improbable. It's just far too unlikely. However, we might actually have copies that were copied from those originals, which by historical standards is incredibly impressive. This chart that I mentioned also shows the amount of copies that we have of these ancient manuscripts from these historical documents. Uh, for the other books, we have about a hundred or two for each of them, with the rare and exceptional case of Homer's Iliad, where we have nearly 2,000, which is quite odd to have that many. However, with the New Testament, we have over 5,000 manuscripts. It's five times the amount of manuscripts as other documents that are considered reliable. And even when compared to the second most reliable document, the New Testament still stands head and shoulders above it. In other words, when it comes to the manuscripts of the New Testament, they are not only incredibly reliable, they are actually multiple times more reliable than even the best ancient documents. If someone like David Cross wants to say that the copying process of the New Testament uh, actually makes the document unreliable, then they have to throw out the entirety of human history, because nothing would be reliable. It's far more reasonable to admit that the New Testament we hold in our hands today is an accurate depiction of what was first written, back, written down back in the first century. The second point made by David Cross is that because the New Testament has been translated from dead languages, it can't possibly be a reliable translation for us to read today. The background assumption here in claims like this is that we only have the English translation, which is a translation of a translation. The major problem here is that we actually do have the Bible, both Old and New Testaments, in their original languages. The Greek copies of the New Testament we have are not translations of translations. They are Greek copies of a Greek document. So if the point is that we don't have the New Testament in its original language, then that's just blatantly false if you look at the actual data available. An analogy that I use regarding this point about translations is to look at the book Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. This book has been translated more than most books, having been translated into over 76 languages. Does that fact that it's been translated so much diminish the accuracy of the text of the original? Meaning, 
Does having many translations of it mean that we don't really know what J.K. Rowling originally wrote? Of course not. Why? Because we still have the book in its original language that it was written in. We didn't somehow lose the English version as we translated into more and more languages. The same thing goes for the New Testament. Just because it's been translated many times doesn't change the fact that we have it in the original Greek. Cross's third point was that the books of the Bible were approved by those in authority. A common point made by atheists on the internet is that the books of the New Testament were decided by the Council of Nicaea. Now, we'll be diving more into this a little bit in the future when I have my friend Wesley Huff join us, but basically, that's a ridiculous lie. Anyone who is actually aware of the facts of history can tell you that the Council of Nicaea had nothing to do with picking which books would be considered scripture. The point of the Council of Nicaea was to deal with the Arian controversy, which is basically how we understand the divinity of Jesus, and then the side issue of when to celebrate Easter. Furthermore, the king involved, which I imagine Cross was attempting to refer to Emperor Constantine, uh, didn't actually have any input into the topics being decided at the council. Again, we'll look more at this in future episodes of the podcast, but the books of the New Testament were quite firmly established by this time, and further, they weren't really picked by a group of authorities, but rather, the Christians just recognized which books were written by prominent figures and which weren't. The books of the New Testament were more assumed quite early on rather than chosen later by authority figures. Cross's last point was that the New Testament is built off of orally transmitted stories that were eventually written down. Now, if we try and compare the New Testament to other historical documents that are considered reliable, again, the New Testament is head and shoulders above them. We have historical documents regarding Alexander the Great, who is obviously an incredibly important historical figure. An example of such a text is Arian's work on the campaigns of Alexander the Great. This work was written about two centuries after the events that it describes, and yet it's considered by many historians to be the most reliable work on Alexander's campaigns. Compare this to the New Testament, which, depending on your view of the dates of some of the books, in some cases has only 20 to 40 years between the events they describe and when the books were written. Historically speaking, that's quite remarkable. In fact, it's so incredibly early that the documents could very well have been written by the eyewitnesses that bear their names. Historically speaking, it was just taken for granted that Matthew was actually written by Matthew and Luke was actually written by Luke. And if we consider the dating of when these books were written, that's actually quite feasible, which again is quite remarkable that we seem to actually have eyewitness testimonies dating very soon after the events. So hopefully uh, some of this information and some of these points help you to see this matter a bit more objectively and hopefully leave behind some of the silliness of quotes like these comedians regarding uh, matters that they know nothing about. Now, all I've really done here in this podcast so far is that I've shown that the New Testament as a historical document is textually reliable, meaning... I've only really shown that the document that we have is what was originally written by the authors. That does not say anything about the actual content of the documents themselves. The question of, are the stories of the New Testament actually true, is a completely different matter. So next time on the Ultimate Questions podcast, we're going to be looking at some reasons to think that the content of the New Testament might actually be true. So I hope you'll join me next time as we start diving into these topics with me, John Topping, on the Ultimate Questions podcast from Power to Change Students. 